Every second you lose, you lose. Show. And here is the studio orchestra of the Spud Goodman Show, sartorially regaled in sequined jumpsuit and cantilevered pompadour, the world's only accordion-playing Elvis impersonator, Accordion Joe! Here comes the Spud Man, he goes down easy, because to you who, the social outcast, yes, you who are rejected, he wants you, he needs you, he loves you. Here comes the Spud Man, it goes down easy. Here comes the Spud Man. It's the Spud Goodman Show. Let's get ready, Trumbo. And here he is, the head cheese meister. It's Spud Goodman. Greetings. I am Spud Goodman. And uh, thank you for, uh, I don't know, Spud man. patronizing our little radio program. With me tonight, against my wishes, I should say, is the show's executive producer, Ms. Lori Madsen. I guess it's that time of year again, and I'm up for my annual performance review, like I ever read them. Anyway, uh, that's why she's here, so I guess you can say hello to the listeners, I mean, if you want. I mean, you're sitting in front of a frickin' microphone with me in the studio, which I still don't mm-hmm. understand why it's necessary. You that is doing, messed up, You've been doing this performance review alone in your office, and you know that. I could, but you know I choose to be a hands-on executive producer. Being here in the studio while you're on the air gives me a much more complete reading of your overall Whatever. on-air performance. It also allows me to solicit unfiltered feedback from listeners if they would be so gracious as to call in with their opinion on how you're handling your position as host of this program. I'm feeling we're not in Kansas anymore. And before I forget it, I need to correct your description of the show a moment ago. Nowadays, we aren't just a little radio show anymore, as we're being carried in a number of markets, and with that comes, of course, higher expectations from me and the stations airing us. Well, you know, you can describe the show any way you like. I prefer to think of us as still a funky little radio program broadcasting to, like, friends and family. It's all less, it's just not stressful. I can't handle stress. Don't. As they say, if you can't stand the heat. Get out of the kitchen. I think it was the basement, you know, or, or poss- possibly the garage. I'm not totally sure, but the kitchen oh just doesn't God. sound right. It's the kitchen, Spud. Okay, I don't think anyway, so. Anyway, maybe this would be a good time for someone on the soundboard to give out the number, as I'm going to need it to hear from at least a few listeners to give their feedback on you as the host of the show. Uh, if we really? do it, yeah, if we do it live, it'll be unfiltered, much more honest way to secure the information. I'm going to need to complete this annual performance review. I hope everyone listening now will give consideration to partici- participating yes, in this. What a sh- yeah, what Yeah. Call in on the spotlight. Two five three six 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 
Hey, not that I'm opposed to you telling that temporary co-host you dumped on me, Gerald, to take the night off, but uh, I seriously do miss our designated laugher, Gina, with me. She's not with me tonight, and I have to rely. I always rely on her supportive laughter to give me strength to get through the show, and tonight's going to be a challenge, so please put that down as a mitigating factor on that evaluation you're now filling out right well, now. Well, I just felt for me to get a more accurate view of your performing your job duties, it would be best for me to see you work solo without relying on others to prop you up, so to prop. speak. Yes, you'll need to, you're going to be doing just fine. Just pretend I'm not here. As for what I'm writing down, they're just notes. You'll get a formal copy of your evaluation well, next if, week. If you think begging listeners to call in and complain about me will give you grounds to take some kind of action against me, you're dreaming. My listeners would never, ever cooperate with the oppressive arm of management. No one's going to call in, so you're wasting your time. Please, someone play the cart with the station phone number, please. They already did. It's enough. Call in. All right, hey, um, you're, you're soon going to learn that people have my back. There may not be millions of them, but they're loyal, and right now, I, I just need to play some music. I got to get this thing moving. Okay, please choose a song that's not loud or off-putting to the mainstream audience we're striving for. Spud, you have a terrible taste in music. Seriously. Well, I'll take that as a compliment coming from you with that light jazz doctor's office sort of music you listen to. Oh, now, this song is from a musician that played this live on our Foxnet cable show in 97. She later went on to become a Grammy Award winner and has had numerous highly acclaimed records since. Uh, I'm referring to Patty Griffin, and the song is titled Every Little Bit off her Living With Ghosts album. This video is now up on our YouTube channel and our Facebook page. Here she is, Patty Griffin.
This is the Spud Goodman Show. Hey, it's your man JB Smooth. When I have nothing to do, better with my time, I hang on my boy, Spud Goodman. That's my boy. Although I don't know him, I don't give a damn about him, but just, just for the hell of it, tune into him, listen to him, okay? I, I can't guarantee anything. Hey, hey, if you're gonna if you're gonna take up space here you know, in the studio tonight, do do, we, do something. I mean, my God, can can you help out and see if our first guest is on the line? It's not my job duties, but I'll check with the interns to see if. Look, all you have to do is let me know when Kathy Griffin is on the line. How tough is that? Okay, just a moment. Yes, Kathy Griffin's ready to speak to you. Now good, I don't know what good. you're gonna ask her, but she's a pretty big star, so try not to offend her, okay? Me, me offend Kathy Griffin? Yeah, that's going to happen. Just put her through. Okay, somebody put her on. All right, please welcome, uh, warmly I hope, comedian, actress, best-selling author, producer, talk show host, and our country's premier New Year's Eve celebrant, Kathy Griffin. Hey, thanks for calling in to the show. Well, I like that you said the warmly I hope, because does that mean I can't make fun of your name even for like a second? Uh, Join the crowd. Have at it. I'm... I'm just saying, first of all, how dare you leave out my two Emmys and Grammy. Second of all, being raised Irish Catholic, although frankly the Catholic part didn't really um, stick, how can I not love someone named Spud? I mean, that is the food of our people. There is nothing that the Irish can't do with a potato. So thank you for if that. I'm going to make fun of your name, it's all with love. Well, thank you. Uh, yeah, I'm going to follow up on that for a sec, but let me get this out. Tickets to your shows are a hot commodity. I'm pretty sure they're about sold out, but people can hope, I guess. Yes, go to KathyGriffin.com or my Twitter or whatever. But what I'm looking forward to is that um, I love that your show is carried in multiple cities because... During my Like a Boss tour, I'm doing 80, that's eight zero cities. And let me tell you, my friend, that is no joke. So I look forward to each and every show. I have these awesome, part of a tour is called a pod. So I'm not doing 80 nights in a row. I do like, you know, four nights, and then I come home for three days, and then go back up for five. But yes, I'll be doing on one run, I'll be doing Snoqualmie, then the next night, West Wendover, Nevada, which I'm sure you've been to oh, absolutely. several times. Absolutely. I'll be rocking Billings, Montana. All right. Um, I'm playing Spokane adjacent. Oh, cool. And yeah, and then the very next month, I'm playing Carnegie Hall. So that's how I roll, Spud. Damn, that's uh, that's, yeah, okay. Well, let me ask you this I about mean, the tour. I'm going to ask you this question about the ahead. tour. Um, this isn't. Now, off the record or whatever, this isn't a fake farewell tour like idea like all the rock bands that try that angle out because you already already sell out everywhere you go, so you don't need that to do that thing. So this is a uh, yeah, you get you know what I'm saying, right? This is no, not I I love that question because the funny thing is, I've been touring for so long that my assistant actually said I think you should name this tour because we don't want people to think that they're not like that they're seeing the same material. So. If you saw me 10 years ago, five years ago, or even last year, I promise you're going to get two hours of new material. Obviously, the material is just falling into my lap between the campaign, the Kardashians, my own various and sundry run-ins with everyone from Demi Lovato to Taylor Swift to Lady Gaga to Bette Midler. I love to bring the personal. So I'm not gonna. I'm warning you. It's gonna be an evening of um, 
vulgarity and negativity. Yes. Um, yes. Don't bring the kids. It's not family night. It's an evening where anything can happen. If you know, will I be like a unicorn when I go to your show? Because as far as I know. I'm a straight man. I, at least I think I am. I don't know. But w would I be the only one there? Because it wouldn't bother me, but it would influence my wardrobe selection for the evening. Well, first of all, start working out now. I'm not going to lie. Right. Start doing the sit-ups. Um, I would avoid carbs if okay. I were you. Ooh. Um, Ooh. But I'll tell you the dirty little secret. If you're a straight guy and you come to a Kathy Griffin show, yes. let me tell you, the odds are very much in your favor of getting laid that night. Yes. Because I'm not going to say I'm not going to say you're in a tiny minority, but you are in the minority. You're going to see a lot of like ladies who are coming for their bachelorette party. You're going to see a lot of gay men who will inadvertently give you fashion tips, and you're going to see definitely girls that are having girls' night. And here's the dirty secret that I've been told throughout the years. You'd be shocked at how many straight guys were like, oh my God, um, I came to the show and I met like 10 women in the lobby. Yeah, that's what it's wow. like. Right. It's like, it's sort of like going to, it's like accidentally stumbling into a gay pride fest meets a feminist rally, but there's gonna be like thousands of people there. So you should, you should come early. See the first show, and right. then like hang around in the lobby, and you'll probably get some digits. You see, I need any edge I can get, so I've I've taken all that down. All right, super. I'm telling you, this is this is a case where I mean, I've done studies. Factually, the numbers are very much in your favor. Right. So you're gonna, I mean, there are gonna be. I think that theater holds like two or three thousand people. Yes. You are gonna be able to walk around like it's gonna be like a living Tinder for you. Wow. You know, I've yeah. That's that's I can't even. My, that that exceeds my dreams. All right. Well, okay. Let me move on to this one because uh, we are both lapsed Catholics, I believe. So when you see the current Pope, does it prompt you to feel just a tiny bit of regret, like after dumping someone and later seeing them after a makeover and they look so freaking hot? I mean, the, this Pope is cooler than Brad Pitt or Kendrick Lamar. I mean, how do you have any you know regrets? Well, first of all, I like that you likened Pope Frank to Kendrick Lamar. Yes. So, yes, I think that he could potentially be the Kendrick Lamar of the Catholic Church. But, of course, I mean, look, I was, uh, my poor parents wasted their money sending me to parochial school. Yeah. And um, I didn't exactly um, do what the nuns and priests said. And, by the way, I think getting into stand-up comedy is, is, I think it's actually in the Bible, one shall not become a stand-up comic if you're a female. However, um... Excuse me if I might cut in here, Spud. What? Uh, s sorry about this, Kathy. I'll be right back. Don't you think it'd be a wise idea to maybe not bring religion into discussion? Our demographics are much larger than lapsed Catholics. Well, when the Pope was here in this country, he got more coverage than any Super Bowl, Donald Trump news conference, or OJ's trial ever got. He's not just a religious dude, he's a freaking star. Bigger than all the Kardashians put together. And he can throw in Caitlyn, too. Um, Kathy, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. Um, well, you know, you appeared in the documentary of Joan Rivers' A Piece of Work and also the Don Rickles film, Mr. Warmth, Don, The Don Rickles Project. How big of an influence do you feel these two individuals have had on the world of comedy? Because to me, everybody owes them big time. 
Everybody owes them big time, and I actually just had dinner with Don and his wife Barbara last week. Oh, wow, cool. And, you know, Joan was a true friend and mentor, and right. I really always hung on her every word, and we had, you know, decades, a decades-long friendship, and the same with Rickles. And, you know, what they did and what they impart was the legitimacy of stand-up comic, comedy, and I take it really seriously. You know, I'm, like, I'm, like I said, I'm doing 80 cities and all kinds of venues, and that's what it takes. You have to keep doing it and doing it and loving it. And, you know, my last conversation with Joan, two weeks before she went into her coma, she just kept pounding the table saying, aren't we lucky? Aren't we lucky we get to do this? And Rickles feels the same way. You know, Rickles, he now does stand-up actually sitting down, and he said the first time he did stand up in a chair, he was self-conscious. And then about five minutes in, they were just laughing like they always do. And I said, Don, no one goes to see you stand. They go to see what you say. They want to hear what comes out of your mouth. And he gave a toast at this dinner, and Sidney Poitier was there, and he was giving it to Sidney just like he's been doing for decades. And, you know, all these famous people were there. And it's so cool to see people accept stand-up comics doing what they do. And in this world of social media and political correctness, I love that I can stand on stage. And trust me, the people that come to see me live, it has my name on the ticket. It's not an evening with a bunch of comics, and then I do 10 minutes. They know what they're getting. They know I'm not going to hold back. Oh, yeah. They know I'm going to get in trouble. There could yep. be a walkout. That's always a good thing. I love a good, sturdy walkout. So, yeah, the, the legends have absolutely taught me that. But they also take it seriously as an art form. So I've had serious talks with those guys, too, about what it was like to play back in the day as opposed to now. Mm -hmm. And I also reach out to Amy Schumer and Lena Dunham, and I reach out to the people that are out there doing it now. I mean, I love getting help and advice, and I love swapping stories, talking shop with the whole gang. Wow. All right. Very nice little story about uh, you having dinner with Don and his wife. That's very cool. Um, all right. Well, earlier... So I... cool. And by the way, every moment you spend with someone like a Don Rickles, trust me, you know it's special. So yeah. those type of people, the giants, the icons, they never lose that. You know, so when I get to spend time with folks like that, it's not like I'm cavalier about it. I'm like taking every word that they say in. So I'm glad that you appreciate like the real deal, folks. Heck yeah. Um, well, earlier I referenced your annual gig welcoming in the new year with Anderson Cooper on CNN. I never miss it, but he seems like he has unlimited patience. Has he ever off camera on break told you to show him some mercy? Uh, yeah, he begs every time. Um, my goal is to make him cry, oh. but now he's so busy dancing with Madonna at Madison Square Garden. Yeah. I can barely, I'm going to have to, look, let me tell you something. I'm going to have to bring him right back down to earth, okay? Because now he clearly, he's covering the Pope, he's dancing with Madonna. He's going to have to deal with me on New Year's Eve. All right, <laughs> let, let me move on. I got like one or two more. Um, you, you've co-hosted sure. on The View even after a few expulsions in the past. It seems like you're like Michael Corleone, you know, like when you seem to be out, they pull you back in. And it's, I mean, is it a love-hate deal for you? or how, it's, it's been interesting. Oh, it's a definite love-hate deal for me. And one of the reasons it's love-hate is because, and she would probably deny this, but... I love Barbara Walters, even though she hates me. And I learned from Barbara personally, and I'm quite proud of this, that that's okay. It's okay. Like, I have the same relationship with Oprah. I love Oprah. She hates me. But that doesn't really? mean I don't still love her. Yes. 
So, you know, I have How done can the anybody view hate you? times. How can anybody hate you? That's impossible. Well, exactly. I am obviously lovable. But um, Barbara Walters, I would say, um, expressed to me in the past that she thinks I go too far. And there would be commercial breaks where she would say, I really wish you wouldn't say those things. You really shouldn't be so vulgar. And I would just giggle like a schoolgirl. So I love all the incarnations of The View. I'm constantly following what they're up to. The cast changes are fascinating to me. I was there the day after the infamous Rosie Elizabeth Hasselbeck throwdown. Yeah. I was there when Elizabeth Hasselbeck came up to me backstage and was like, I love you. You say all the things that I'm afraid to say. And I was also there the day she said, how do you feel coming here, saying things uh, to our face that maybe aren't so true and aren't even funny? And then I said, bring it, and the audience burst into applause. So yes, I have had all kinds of experiences on The View, and I love it. I mean, I love mixing it up. I love listening. I love butting in. I love being in environments where I truly don't know what's going to happen. And that, like New Year's Eve, like my live act, I love being in environments where I'm not quite sure what's going to happen minute by minute. Um, I and my fellow Kathy Griffin fans would like to know if you have any unmet dreams left on your to-do list. Is there, a, is there a project or something out there that you still have hopes of being involved in? I love that question because I can't stand it when people say like, oh, you've done it all. No, I have not had my brass ring moment. I have had three cult shows with my name in the title, but they were cult shows. I've never had like a Lauren Michaels or a team of writers. I write all my own stuff. I've never had a big fancy network behind me. And so I very much think that there's a misperception in Hollywood that I've like had my moment. No, I want my moment. All right, I know you're busy, so I'm gonna let you go. So once again, look for Kathy in your city as this woman is on the move with her Like a Boss tour. <laughs> and there you have it, Ms. Kathy Griffin. But you know, when, when, you, when you say things, it, do you think that sometimes it might hurt people's feelings. Yes. How far how far does and comedy do go? Care? No. She doesn't <laughs> care. Wait a no. minute. I'm just gonna... it's funny, it's, it's funny. funny. And look, they don't always work. I'm the first to admit they don't always always work, but I go for it no matter yeah, what. Nothing's like off the table. Does it to you. But you, said things, you said things here about people here that yeah. are A untrue and B not so funny. So do you ever feel uh -oh. weird like them coming here uh -oh. say and sitting uh -oh. here and you kinda you know promoting things when you said this moment is what I live for, so bring it. The excitement continues on the Spud Goodman Radio Show following this brief intermission. Now return to more action-packed thrills and excitement on the Spud Goodman Radio Show. All right, it's musical guest interview time. Uh, please welcome back to the show, Trees and Timber. And for those who are not familiar with this really, really fine band, please state uh, your birth name and your instrument of preference. 
Joe Baker or Joseph Baker and guitar vocals. Super. I'm Gwendolyn Rose and I play the electric bass guitar. And. <laughs> Hello, Paul Rybicki, drums. Thank you. All right. Well, let's let's talk about the band's uh, album, the last album you have out, had out. Hello, my name is Love. It's available on Swoon Records, and I advise everyone to go out and try to order it immediately. Um, so here's my question: You guys crank out like killer songs, like an assembly line in Detroit, how they pump out cars. It's not supposed to be that easy. So all, all you know, all your songs are really good. So do you have an unfair advantage? Steroids? What are we talking about? Well, mostly we just rip off other hit songs and then uh, put other lyrics to it, like old... Wow. Old hit, yeah. Oh, super. No, that's not true. That's, uh, that's not true, but it sounded good. All right. <laughs> well, um, what's the band's position on the still growing number of flavors of Oreo cookies? When will it stop? I've addressed this previously with others, but now it seems to be a huge social problem that is spiraling out of control. Well, it's mostly just confusion at the supermarket. You know, when you buy choices, the, choices, yeah. too many choices. Like I don't, I don't even want the double stuff because yes. that just confuses me when I just want regular Oreos to dip in my milk. But I end up with double stuff, and it's just overload. I'm buying mega stuff, and then I'm buying the regular ones, and then I, and then I, and now they have freaking pumpkin ones out. I don't know what and the mint. hell it was. Yeah. Anyway, all right. I don't want to. I don't want to burden you guys with that issue. There's other things that we have to probably worry about. Um, all right. Well, what's the name of the first song you guys are gonna do? This one's called Super Ghost. All right, this is a great song. I think I've heard this. Let's do it.
This is the Spud Goodman Show. This is the Spud Goodman Show. All right, can I ask if you have enough now? I mean, do you have everything you need to do my evaluation? There's no need for you to hang around here any longer. I'm nowhere near compiling enough information to adequately complete your performance evaluation. It's a lengthy, time-consuming well, process. Well, besides booking the guests, really, what the heck else do you have to do as an executive you producer? We don't have... We don't have the airtime for me to fully detail what my job duties entail. Just get back to the show and try to display a bit more enthusiasm in your delivery. You're putting people to sleep here. I would disagree with that fully. Oh, our interns are saying we have a call holding from a longtime listener. Please put it through. Hey, uh, hey, hey, is this the lady that wants to hear from uh, listeners about the show? Yes, I've solicited the input of listeners. Do you have an opinion about the show? Yeah, yeah, you know, I've been listening for like on and off, I don't know, year, year and a half now. It's not really bad. It's not a bad show. I mean, you know, it's no fresh air or all things considered, but. Well, what are part of some of the things on the show that you enjoy? Oh, well, you know, I usually like the musical guests. Not always, you know, uh, but, you know, mostly they're pretty good. Uh, I love to hear the celebrity guests being interviewed. Uh, it's kind of entertaining, you know. Oh, and I totally dig the clips of the week that you put on the air. Some of them are funny. Caller, you haven't mentioned our host, Spud Goodman. Can you give me an honest take on him? Do you find him likable? Uh, who? The host of the program, Spud Goodman. Yeah, you know, I'm not, I'm not really good with names, you know. I don't know. You know, I don't mind most of the people that talk on the show. Uh, well, the chick that laughs sounds cute, but I really like the famous people that come on. You know, uh, everybody that's there, I guess, is okay. Okay, fine. Thanks for calling in. Hey, Tonight, hey, hey, a Kelly uh, file exclusive. I, I talk a lot on the show, caller. So if you're still listening, thanks for the positive words. I don't think that was a ringing endorsement for you at all. The caller didn't even know your name. So if you did a better job promoting this program, maybe I would be a household name by now. That falls on you. This isn't about me tonight. Well, hey, they're, they're saying we have another call. Should I take it? Absolutely. I need a much larger right. well, sample. Well, don't harass this caller input. then. Okay, okay, put him. I'll put the call through. Come on, yo. Hey, uh, am I on the air? Yes, are you a long-time listener? Well, long-time? I wouldn't say that. Wait, uh, how do you define long-time? A regular listener of the show, like, for more than six months or so. Well, you know, I think I heard a few minutes of the show last week, if that's what you want to know. Does he have some kind of a stupid name? or You know, I don't listen to much radio. I have adult ADHD, and I can't sit still long enough to hear a full show. What? How long is the program again? Spud show is 60 minutes, and the second hour is the post-show report where we analyze the first hour's highlights. Highlights? Well, I guess I need to listen longer until the highlights start happening, and then I can answer your question. You know, I'll keep it tuned in as long as I can before I, you know, I get a little restless. Uh, my leg starts shaking sometimes, so I can't make any promises how long I'll listen. But, you know, I'll try my best. Uh, uh, how about I call you next week with my take? No, no, she's not going to be here Good next call, week. Yo. So don't waste your time on this, all right? Hey, Ms. Executive Producer, uh, just see if our next guest is holding. You know, we got a show to do here. I'm running behind. Okay, I believe you're next. Well, well, you know, okay, good, fine. I'm yeah, go. here anyway, so, yeah, you know, goodbye. Bye. All right, I believe your next guest is on the line, ready well, to who go. who is it? I didn't ask. You're the executive producer of this program and you didn't ask the interns who was holding on the oh, line I as our next guest? I suppose I could look at the show schedule to see... Okay, it's Jay Moore. 
ooh, you know, right. I, I really loved him in that Jerry yeah. Maguire movie. Any other personal things you want to express before I begin the damn interview? No need to get snippy here. I've already gone over the insubordination issue Look, just, just in the put, last just year. Just put him on. Do we need to review that again? No, put him on. All right. All right, please say hello to actor, comedian, author, and sports talk show host Jay Moore. Uh, welcome to the program, Jay. Good evening, Spud. How are you, sir? This is my new fancy voice. Bud Goodman, ladies and gentlemen. There you go. All right. Well, well, uh, let's let's begin with your stint on uh, Saturday Night Live. We we've had many SNL cast members on our show over the last few years, but so you came in with Sarah Silverman and Norm Macdonald as featured players and writers. Yeah. Norm Macdonald, uh, I got hired on Saturday Night Live with uh, this uh, this guy, Jay Moore. You know, and here he is uh, playing Tacoma. That's <laughs> crazy. Uh, Norm was amazing. He became the update anchor my second year there, and he stuck around. I only lasted two years and flamed out. I was terrible at Saturday Night Live, and it's all my fault. I had panic disorder really bad. I talk about it a lot on my podcast, and... I'm really open about it because, I don't know, if somebody has panic disorder, there's nothing more manly than going and asking for help. Cause we always want to fix it ourselves, but, right. you know? And that goes for depression or anxiety or, or, you know, social anxiety or alcoholism or drug addiction. You go, I'll fix it, I'll fix it. There's nothing more manly, I'm telling your listeners, I'm, you know this, than a grown-up man saying to another grown-up man, I need help, help me. That's the manliest thing you could do. So when I was on Saturday Night Live, I had really bad, bad panic disorder and panic attacks, crippling. And I'd be in sketches on live TV, dying. You're dying. And um, Sarah Silverman said to me, hey, you're having a panic attack. You got to go see my doctor. She'll save your life. I called her doctor on a Saturday night. The lady called me back within the hour. I saw her on a Sunday. I got medicated. Uh, nothing loopy, nothing. It's a drug called Klonopin. I take one in the morning, one at night. That's the same dosage since 1993, and uh, it saved my life. And but I, I didn't really do many sketches. I did, I did like Christopher Walken. I was like the first guy to crack the code on the Christopher Walken impression. And I remember I wrote um, a sketch, Christopher Walken just selling Skittles. It was just the weirdest thing I could think of. And it was just literally me alone going, I'd like to talk to you for a moment. Yeah, if I may, about Skittles. They're good for you. And they come in an array of fruit flavors like lemon lime. Oh! And uh, that sketch got on the air. And the rest is now when I do stand up, people yell, Do walking. Well. It's my hit. Well, you wrote a book, right? It was, did quite well, Gasping for Airtime, which, which detailed this, correct? If you want to, yes, sir. If you want to know, not you, the listener, obviously. If anybody listening wants to know what it's like every day at Saturday Night Live, my book, Asking for Airtime. You can get it at jmore.com. You can get it wherever you want. You could steal it. I don't care. Um, like nobody ever wrote a book about this. Is what happens Monday? This is when you meet the host. This is when things are written. This is why the monologue always stinks. This is what it's like to meet the band Nirvana while they're rehearsing in an empty room. Uh, this is what it's like to meet Pearl Jam. This is who was a jerk. This is who was great. This is what Chris Farley was like. The most beautiful man I ever met. That's all in the book. All right. Well, um, let me give you a follow-up a bit, though, on, on yeah, what yeah. went down. Now, you, you left the show after two seasons to concentrate on films. And in 1996, 
You killed it as the ethically challenged sports agent Bob Sugar in, in Jerry Maguire film opposite Tom Cruise and Cuba Gooding Jr. So, here's my question. Knowing yes, what sir. you do about the business side of sports, uh, who would you trust more, an agent or one of those dudes selling gold and silver on late night cable? <laughs> you know what? I'm going to trust the gold and silver guys on cable because they're on TV and the television station will get sued if they're not on the up and up. So they have to, they're under that corporate umbrella because they're on a TV channel. Does that make sense? Yeah. Whereas an agent, an agent can just go rogue. But you know what's interesting about Saturday, uh, excuse me, about Jerry Maguire? That was my first movie I ever did. And when I auditioned for Jerry Maguire, I didn't audition for Bob Sugar. I auditioned to be the quarterback that was played by Jerry O'Connell, Cush. Uh-huh. And for some reason, when I walked in there, my southern accent went out the window. My mother's from Odessa, Texas. My grandmother was Miss Texas. I know southern, I know, te I know that accent. But on that audition with Cameron Crowe and Jim Brooks and all these producers, I wet the bed. I was just a kid from Jersey. I couldn't do anything. But I don't know, they liked something about me and they said, will you read for the nanny? There's a male nanny in the movie. I don't know if you remember that he, he tries to hug uh, Tom Cruise goodbye. And Tom Cruise in the front right. yard is like, we're good, we're good, we're good, we're good. Right. And it's Renee Zellweger's male nanny. And I read for that. And then I came back again and again for the male nanny. And Cameron Crowe, before I read for all the producers in the studio, said, here's the thing. The speech the nanny has about the jazz cassette that he hands Tom Cruise when he thinks he's going to give him a condom. You're going to need this. It's a Miles Davis, John Coltrane cassette. He says, it's the easiest thing in the movie for me to cut out. But when you say it, I can't cut it. You say it too well. So just do it the way you've been doing it. Now, Spud, the worst thing you can tell an actor is do what you've been doing the same. Because then you start, like, well, how was I doing it? I blew that. I ruined it, right? Then Jim Brooks, who, you know, Simpsons and right. as good as it gets, he just looks up in the middle of me blowing a second audition in a row, goes, hey, what about Sugar? And everybody looked at each other like, oh my gosh. And the hair on the back of my neck stood up. And they said, have you read the script? I go, yeah, but I knew, Spud, that Bob Sugar was the guy. Right. And I knew what it meant in the movie. And I said, hey, um, <clears throat> but I kind of panicked because I didn't want to go out in the hallway, learn the lines in 10 minutes to come back and blow a third audition. I said, could I go home? Because he deserves to be played completely and really learn the lines so I'm not wasting your time. And for some reason, because in movies, they always want it right away, and they don't have enough money. But for some reason, these guys at Jerry Maguire said, you want to just come back next week? And I said, yeah. So they gave me like six days, and I just memorized the whole script and Bob Sugar. And I walked in, and I just like took a bat to their ribs. Like I just beat the snot out of these people with this part. And then the very next day was a Saturday. And I went in with Tom Cruise. By the way, he's not gay. He's super cool. All he's right, kind. Record, and he did right. not try he did not he did not try to convert me to Scientology. Right. He knew everyone's name. One of the kindest men I've ever met. Oh. And he's a pro. On time. Hey, how you doing? How's your daughter? How's the jaw surgery go on your wife? How's like everybody. He knows their names. But I go in on a Saturday and t at Sony, Tom Cruise is eating his lunch in a, on a couch. When I walk in, he's got a mouthful of food. He's got to stand up. I go, all right, strike one, right? I'm interrupting the guy's lunch. We sit down to do the firing Tom Cruise scene. And Tom Cruise knows the whole thing by heart. We're a month out before we even shoot in the movie. He knows the whole script by heart. 
but he's trying to kill me in this scene. It's not like two guys like working it out, like an audition, like, eh, you know, we'll have fun. No, he is Jerry Maguire and he is angry. <laughs> like it was crazy. And it was one of those moments where you go, I either get intimidated right now or I rise up and I just curb stomp this guy and I, because he's fired, you know, F him. So I chose to curb stomp him and I got the part. I was on the set of the Jeff Foxworthy show, a sitcom. And Cameron Crowe called me in my dressing room and said, what are you doing the next three months? I said, hopefully working for you. And he said, me too, you got it. Congratulations. Wow. It was incredible. Yeah. Beautiful. Yeah, I, I would guess that Tom Cruise is intense about everything, even like walking to the refrigerator to get a snack. I mean, he's just, he doesn't do anything half-assed. That's just my own impression, but I don't know the dude. <laughs> no, 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 you're exactly right. He does nothing half-assed. He's uber-present. And when he looks you in the eye, I've met a bunch of politicians doing The Tonight Show done the tonight show 21 times and probably eight of those times were, were with either the president or the vice president or someone running for president and hillary clinton like when politicians shake your hand and they look you in your eye you're the only person alive like they're so because they need that vote right, you know what i mean right tom tom's like that like when tom looks at you it's just you and tom and you think it's an act and i said to him hey you actually raced cars with my dad in track in Watkins Glen, SCCA racing in the Northeast. Oh, really? And he goes, oh yeah. And I said, yeah. And I said, my dad wanted to, me to ask you, what gear were you in when you crashed in turn one at Watkins Glen? And he said, I don't know. I think I was in, well, obviously I was in too low of a gear because I crashed, but I, I'm going to think about it. A month goes by. We're at Sun Devil Stadium in Arizona, Tempe, Arizona. Middle of the night, Tom Cruise is yelling at me, Jay, I'm on the football field. Jay, I look talking towards me. I'm like, did I just get fired? This is a month, Spud. And Tom Cruise walks up to me and goes, hey, let me ask you a question. I go, what is it, buddy? He goes, ask your dad, what gear was he in? Because he didn't crash in that race. He finished fourth. I'm like, is this guy, like, really? Like, he knows that about me and my family? Like, it interested him. Do you know what I mean? Wow. Uh, so, yeah. he had some Rain Man-esque uh, tendencies in, off, off camera, yeah. too. Yeah interject here at this time spot uh, uh, uh jay uh, can you give me just a second can this wait until i'm done with this interview Jeez, give me a break we're live on the air i'm thinking it might be a good time to mention jay also being in the radio business you know maybe some cross promotion he's on the fox sports radio network monday through friday from 3 to 6 p.m yeah i'm aware of this but i only have so much time with him and i have some other questions to ask if i get a chance i'll cover it okay all right just be quiet this is my money question. Uh, what's been your most memorable moment on Earth to this point? It might sound trite, but you know people love the answer. No, it's so. not trite, and I got an easy answer, All brother. Right. I was a guest star on the TV show Las Vegas. I walked out of my trailer to go to rehearsal, and from about 50 yards away, Nikki Cox was standing in the parking lot, sweatpants, UGG boots, long sleeve T-shirt, and rollers in her hair, and a cigarette holding a script, and from 50 yards away, I said, I want to be in that woman's life forever. Whether it's marriage, booty call, dating, I don't care if I'm her friend that she calls to complain about the guy who is having sex with her, what, in any capacity, that woman right there can never be out of my sight. That was the all-time greatest moment, and it happened on a TV lot at Las Vegas and my wife wrote my last 
Showtime special, word for word, verbatim. Like I had to act it out, but wow. she writes so much of my material, and she's so brilliant. She's so beautiful, and she sleeps with me. I'm lucky. Damn, how many guys have a wife that can write their material? That's pretty freaking cool. All right. How many guys have a wife that'll sleep with them? Come well, that's on. true. That's I true. Asked my wife, yeah. About a month ago, I said to my wife, because guys always go like, hey, you're going to have one woman the rest of your life? And I'm like, yeah, but it's the one I pick. It's not like UPS dropped a five off at my door and said, all right, make it work. She's kind of chatty. It's like the one I picked, and she's smoking hot. And a month ago, I, had, uh, I said, do you want to fool around? And she actually said, Hey, I have the flu. I, I can't do it the way you want to do it, but can I do, you know, something else? And I was like, uh, yeah, that'll work. That one. That's the one I picked. She's a winner. That's a nice consolation prize. All right. Hey, man, I want to thank you so much for calling in tonight. Local comedy rocks. Spud Goodman, my man, Tacoma rocks. I'll see you people soon. I love you, man. All right, Mr. Jay Moore. Greetings, beautiful mutants. This is Mark Mother's Bathroom Devo with you on the Spud Goodman Show. All right, once again, trees and timber. All right, it's uh, Clip of the Week time. This one's titled The Great Wall of Trump. You know, with the Republican Party's uh, current frontrunner in the polls, 
There's really no need for me to even set this thing up, so just roll the damn thing. Ladies and gentlemen, I am officially running, officially, officially, officially running for president, president, president of the United States. No, I do not believe in evolution. I do not think it should be taught in schools. I, I, I will be the greatest, the greatest, the greatest jobs president that God ever created. I tell you that. I will be the greatest that God ever created. Hey, I will be God. Hey, I have lobbyists. I have to tell you, I have lobbyists that can produce anything for me. They're great. You know, that's actually one thing that I'm not very educated on. So I need to look up on on exactly what that means. Okay. Well, you, you, but I do know it's a, it's a vaccine, correct? No, euthanasia is assisted suicide. When Mexico sends its people, they're not sending their best. They're not sending you. They're not sending you. They're sending people that have lots of problems. Lots of problems. Lots of problems. And they're bringing those problems with us. They're bringing drugs. They're bringing crime. They're rapists. And some, and some, some, I assume are good people. I would build a great wall, a great wall. And nobody builds, nobody builds, nobody builds walls better than me, believe me. And I'll build them very inexpensively, very inexpensively. I will build a great, great wall. I will build a great, 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 great wall on our southern border, and I will have Mexico pay for that wall. Mark my words. Mark my words. Mark my I believe that our ed education, like such as in South Africa and uh, the Iraq, everywhere like such as, and... Hey, I'm not saying they're stupid. I like China. I sell apartment for 10, I just sold an apartment for $15 million to somebody from China. Somebody from China. Somebody from China. 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 Am I supposed to dislike them? I don't need anybody's money. It's nice. I don't need anybody's money. Yeah. I'm using my own money. I'm not using the lobbyists. I'm not using donors. I don't care. I'm really rich. I'm really rich. I'm really rich. I'll show you that in a second. <laughs> This is the Spud Goodman Show. Looks just like the real thing. Spud, I now have pretty much all I'm going to need to complete my evaluation. Good. I'll be scheduling a conference with you in my office probably at the end of next week to go over everything. You should know the drill by now. Well, I was told by my attorney that I shouldn't sign any documents that he hasn't reviewed first. Your, blah, blah, you, blah. your attorney does not need to be involved in a yearly performance eval. That's ridiculous. Hey, attorney-client confidentiality prevents me from sharing what my lawyer told me to tell you if you questioned this. Spud, attorney client privilege is not in play here. I think you're mistaken. You're not being charged no. with a felony. This well, is a standard yearly event that all employees undergo. No need for attorneys. Yeah, yeah. Oh, shut up. That's what he said you would say. Uh, well, maybe now I've broken our, our attorney-client confidentiality thingy. Um, hey, can that be stricken from the record? I'm not a court stenographer. 
I think I'll leave now as my work's done. I'll talk yes. to you next week. Yes. Right now, I need to prepare for the post-show report as I'm doing Lawrence's performance review, too. All right, fine. I have a show to finish, so go grab a cookie or something. All right. Hey, go. Oh, we got a call? We got a call? All right. Uh, we got like about a minute left or so. I'll take it. Put it through. Come on. Give it Give it to me. Hi. Is this Bud? Uh, yeah. Hey, if you want to express your opinion about the show, our executive producer's done here, so, you know, she's eating one of those stale cookies we feed the bands. Oh, she's not available is what I'm saying, okay? Oh, no, I, I wanted to speak with you. I've called in before a couple times. Do you remember me? Uh, no. Should I? Well, I just thought you would recognize my voice. I still think you're gay, but That's I'm so guessing hot. you continue to not be ready to accept this. Well, to me, it's uh, pretty clear, I'm, and my instincts on that they're never wrong. You'll find your life will open up to new possibilities if you just come to grips with your true sexuality. Well, what is the question? Well, okay, yeah, I do remember you now. Uh, yeah, and I'll say this one more time. I am not gay. I mean, like I told Kathy Griffin earlier in the show, I'm, I'm pretty sure... I'm not gay, you know? I mean, I would know that, all right? And, I mean, sure, it's, it is possible that I'm not aware of it, but I, I, I doubt it at this point in my life. I, I'm, I'm pretty sure. You know, my ex-husband was, in fact, gay, and he did not realize it until we celebrated our 12th anniversary. We went to a Maroon 5 concert, oh. and right during the song, Makes Me Wonder, he turned to me and said, Honey, I think I'm gay. It really wasn't a shock, and since that night, I've tried to help other men that I sense need help in facing this reality and come out. Courtney, come, Chloe. Come out to where? I mean, and I have to go now anyway. We're out of time, so. But why did you call again and try to mess up my head? I, I mean, I told you the last time you called, I'm not gay. And if I was, you know, I mean, if I was, and yeah, maybe it's possible, but I'd just rather not know, okay? I, I just, I have no problem with denial. Goodbye. All right, I'm Spud Goodman. Be all that you can be, and I mean that. God bless and ciao. Once again, trees and timber.
Spud Goodman Radio Show. No more a waste of your time than other vacuous programs currently on the air. The show is written and directed by Spud Goodman, produced by David Brenneman of Rosedale Audio Productions. Original music by Michael Spots and Tom Harmon. Executive producer is Lori Madsen. Video director is PJ Pikes. Our interns are Trent Botello and Anna Howell. Live music production and broadcast engineering by Mike Renville at the facilities of NWCZ Radio. Promotional services and support provided by Big Freak Media, Seattle's only rock and roll publicist. Opinions expressed on this show do not reflect those of the station, the sponsors, or any living person except Spud Goodman. Copyright 2015, Spud Goodman Productions. David Brenneman speaking. I'm really rich. I'm really rich. I don't care. Am I supposed to dislike him? Somebody from China. 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 Am I supposed to dislike him? I don't need anybody's money. I'm really rich. I don't need anybody's money. I'm really rich. Hey, I'm not saying they're stupid. I like China. There's people that have lots of problems. I sell apartment for 10... I just sold an apartment for $15 million to somebody from China. Somebody from China. Somebody from China. China. I have lobbyists that can produce anything for me. They're great. I would build a great wall, a great wall, and nobody builds, nobody builds, nobody builds walls better than me, believe me. I'm really rich. I'm really rich. Hey, I have lobbyists, I have to tell you. I promise you one thing, if I win, the Spider-Man show will be totally protected. That I can tell you. for an eclectic mix of music. Stay tuned for captivating talk. Stay tuned for insightful analysis of The Spud Goodman Show. Stay tuned for The Spud Goodman Post-Show Report. Here is your host, Lawrence. Hello, hello, hello. My name is Lawrence, and I will be your host for tonight's Spud Goodman Post Show Report. And with me is the uh, the the former. Well, now now maybe uh, okay. Now former means before, right? Or is it later? Or is it the present past tense? I, 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 okay, I don't know because because whatever it, whatever the case it is, as long as you know it's Ivy Quinn, she's the one who's with us tonight, and she she actually used to be the host before I got this gig. All right. Hey, welcome, Abby. Welcome. Hey, Lawrence. Uh, I, I think it's former, but I'm easy. Whatever is fine with me. All right. What's fine with you is fine with me. You know. Oh, you know something? I want to ask you something uh, before we went on the air. I wanted to ask you something. I guess it's better late than never. So okay. All right. Okay. Here's what I want to ask you: Is uh, when you were the host, did you have trouble sleeping at night? You know, mm. with uh, all the pressures and the responsibilities of of hosting mm. the show every week. It's kind of a soul-crushing position at times, uh-huh. I gotta say. Uh-huh. Um, well, I was able to cope with the expectations of the job, but it was daunting at times, sure. Oh. I mean, what can I say? It's lonely being the captain of the ship. Yeah, yeah, it is. Well, let me ask you this. How did you deal with those, the, the, you know, try, people that when they were trying to uh, 
insert themselves into the program, you know, mm. you know, dealing with these unhappy campers. Hey, always hey, wanting to hey. try to. I'm what, sitting right what, here, what? and I'm pretty sure you're referring to me. I mean, you could be speaking about one of the interns, and I apologize if that's the case. But this is not. probably about me and my career aspirations, right? And before you answer that, maybe you could actually introduce me. Derek is... Okay, f- all right, super. As far as I'm aware, you're still just the guy who handles the highlights from the first hour, right? Well, that's all they'll allow me to do on the air right now, but I have so much more to offer. And I think no, that if I just... It's not that I want this to be this an intervention about Derek here, but I think it's time. What? I'm definitely yes. sympathetic, but maybe this isn't the best time, you know, in the middle of the show to confront it head on. Um, maybe you should just take it a little later. Let and me interject here, if I may. Lawrence, I'm here to complete your performance review also tonight. Ooh. So yep. I think it would be best yeah. to just concentrate on moving the show along here. I'll deal with Derek next week before our staff meeting. Now, just carry on. And if you need me, I'll be sitting over here. But I'm Super. Not, I'm not even allowed to attend the staff meetings. Wait, wait, does that mean I'm invited? No, we'll meet prior to the staff <sighs> meetings. Oh, before I forget, I'd like to thank Ivy Quinn for agreeing to co-host tonight, sitting in for Gina. Sure. You know, I had no prior knowledge that Gina was even with child prior to hiring her. Let's hope she gets a better handle on the parenting thing soon as this calling in to say she can't make it is a burden on us all. Uh, not for me. How many times do I have to say that I can be the co-host of this show? I mean... I could even be the host, too, should anything happen to Lawrence. Wait, wait, wait a minute. Just, just keep me in mind. That's uh, all I'm saying. Derek, Super. be careful what you wish for. You have no idea of what this position demands. This isn't something that I've shared with Lori here. I, um, I enjoyed my time as host of the Post Show Report, and I'm more than happy to fill in from time to time as co-host, but no way any sane person would willingly want to step into the Terror Dome on a regular basis and work with Spud Goodman. Um, okay. All right. Super. No offense, Lawrence. Oh, none taken. Because to be honest with you, I've been kind of curious uh, how easy it was for me to get this job. I mean, I just I, I just get out of prison. I've got no prior experience. And the next thing you know, I'm hosting a weekly radio show. It's kind of crazy. Yeah. Uh, maybe we should change the subject and play some music. Mm, uh, okay. Okay. Well, uh, uh, let me let me let me introduce the panel first. Uh, see, we got TJ on the board sitting in for Dave. Hey, TJ, thanks for sit- sitting in here. Yeah, Dave's not here. Dave's not here. Oh, I remember <laughs> that. Nicely played. Nicely played. Well done. Yeah, and then uh, also we've got an engineer, Mike, with us. Hey, Mike, how you doing today? How's it going, Lawrence? I'm it's, doing great. It's going great for me too. And last but not least, our two ex ex community college interns. <laughs> see, you guys make me trip up my tongue. It's hey, Anna hey. and Trent. And the star country's best and brightest, of course. Yes. Now, we're going to kick off here. We're going to lead off the music portion of this program. We're going to start with the late, great beach party queen, Annette Frenicello. And she incidentally appeared on Spud's cable TV show many, many years ago. Well, this is just one of her many hits. It's titled Beach Party. And following Annette, we have Girl Talk with Every Day. So, TJ, hit play. Got an early start, gonna have a fall, we're gonna ride the surf, yeah, that ain't all. Nothing is greater than the sand serpents off there on the back of boards as soon as we get past, stacking in the sand while they're breaking just right. Yeah, we're surfing all day and we're swinging all night. Vacation is here, beach party tonight. We're chalking on boards, we're chalking on boards, we're in school. Nothing is greater than the sand 
Running back, get it, man. I'm straight off the block. I could run it back, nigga, cause I'm straight with the rock.
This is the Sped Goodman Post Show Report. All right, all right. We're in the studio here with Trees and Timber. How are you guys doing tonight? Excellent. Doing good. Good. All right, sounding good. Now, you know, got to welcome you guys back to the show here. Now, for, for anybody who kind of stepped out of the room during the first hour or whatever, you want to give your names again? I'm Joe. I'm Gwen. I'm Paul. Who's Joe? never been to jail? No. Never been to jail? You know what? <laughs> this man knew. He, I think he's got peeps on me because I was going to ask... Because, you know, I, I had too much Pruno, real hardcore Pruno, when I was inside. I didn't remember if I ever asked you that or if I even ever interviewed you before. So uh, what about the rest of y'all? You done any time? No. Not me. No, no, no. <laughs> no, no, no. No, drove by it once. <laughs> drove by it? Yeah, yeah. Sometimes that gives you the little, it gives me the shivers when Abs- I drove by. Abs- Paul's a sober ankle. <laughs> oh, all right. Yeah, okay. I see you. Maybe some outstanding warrants, though? Mm. No. <laughs> No oh. comment. They're not. That's super. Well, I they know, are outstanding. <laughs> I know <laughs> I've interviewed you guys before, so hello. Um, and also, the audience should know I'm a huge fan, and I totally want them to know that they should check out your album. Hello, my name is Love, because it's really fantastic. I have it in my car. It's awesome. And um, that may be the only thing I agree with Spud Goodman about. Um, so you guys are getting a bunch of airplay around the nation now? All around the world. Around the world. I'm I'm sorry Mostly I didn't mean Sweden. to box you in, but <laughs> no, no, we, we, we it's not a whole lot in the U.S., but mostly Sweden. Super. As my story, I'm going to stick to that. In that, Japan, in Japan, yeah, huge, big in, in Japan, huge nice. hit in the Ukraine. <laughs> international, you go international, that's blowing up no matter what. Yeah, you guys, and now now I know most of uh, bands have these drummers who kind of they like to do their own thing, Mavericks. You know what I'm saying? So now. Is Paul, is he allowed to break into a drum solo and the mood hits him? Because you know what? I watched that movie, Whiplash, and oh man, I, I was dying to learn to play drums, do like a 25-minute solo, go bleeding and going crazy. What, now what, do you guys let him do that? These guys let me do whatever I want. Paul is, Paul is Paul. We'd, Paul. We would let him, but he never... Never wants to. No. Super. He grew up playing with his older brother, I think. Um, his His older brother kind of kept him in check a little bit he doesn't nah, he, he let me do what i want to oh yeah so that now we've got the kind of gentler paul is that what yeah. the deal is here? Yeah. that's what you want to super call yeah. let's keep it ringo keep it ringo nice. he keeps it ringo so what part of the music business do you find the most challenging these days it's always obviously quickly evolving and um currently it seems to be live shows seem to be the main driver economically for a lot of the touring bands what do you guys well we get paid in beer so um, it's working out pretty damn well for us. Okay. All right. Super. What's the exchange rate on that in Sweden? In Sweden? Well, I don't know. They sent us some beer over from Sweden, and man, we had a practice one night, and, and I don't remember it now. Oh, that, that was is not super. Hey, <laughs> hey, guys, can I jump in and ask a question? No, yet? no, no, Derek. No, you can't ask a question. Please. Here, here, now, this is a question here. Guys, now, now, if you could open for any band in the world, who would you want to open for? Ooh. Oh, that's tough. I'm going to kick that one over to Paul. Ooh. Paul McCartney. Oh. I'm going to second that. Definitely Good choice. Definitely Good Paul. choice. Yes. Nice. Nice. Yeah, that's an excellent choice. And we'll settle for Ringo if he's listening. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> he might be. You never know. So you guys are going to uh, send us out with one last tune. What's the name of the last song that you're going to play? This one's called All the Best. All right. Trees and Timber. Woo!
Yeah. Hey Derek, uh, can I ask a question now? What's What's that, Lawrence? Uh, where would you got for us for the first highlight? You know, for our first highlight tonight, we have a clip from the Kathy Griffin interview where she talks about her comedic influences and the importance of community in the stand-up world. Um, well, you know, you appeared in the documentary of Joan Rivers' A Piece of Work and also the Don Rickles film, Mr. Warmth, Don, the Don Rickles Project. How big of an influence do you feel these two individuals have had on the world of comedy? Because to me, everybody owes them big time. Everybody owes them big time, and I actually just had dinner with Don and his wife Barbara last week. Oh, wow, cool. And, you know, Joan was a true friend and mentor, and right. I really always hung on her every word, and we had, you know, decades, a decades-long friendship, and the same with Rickles. And, you know, what they did and what they impart was the legitimacy of stand-up comic, comedy, and I take it really seriously. You know, I'm, like, I'm, like I said, I'm doing 80 cities and all kinds of venues, and that's what it takes. You have to keep doing it and doing it and loving it. And, you know, my last conversation with Joan, two weeks before she went into her coma, she just kept pounding the table saying, aren't we lucky? Aren't we lucky we get to do this? And Rickles feels the same way. You know, Rickles, he now does stand up actually sitting down. And he said the first time he did stand up in a chair, he was self-conscious. And then about five minutes in, they were just laughing like they always do. And I said, Don, no one goes to see you stand. They go to see what you say. They want to hear what comes out of your mouth. And he gave a toast at this dinner, and Sidney Poitier was there, and he was giving it to Sidney just like he's been doing for decades. And, you know, all these famous people were there. And it's so cool to see people accept stand-up comics doing what they do. And in this world of social media and political correctness, I love that I can stand on stage, and trust me, the people that come to see me live, it has my name on the ticket. It's not an evening with a bunch of comics, and then I do 10 minutes. They know what they're getting. They know I'm not going to hold back. They know I'm going to get in trouble. There could be a walkout. That's always a good thing. I love a good, sturdy walkout. So, yeah, the, the legends have absolutely taught me that, but they also take it seriously as an art form. So I've had serious talks with those guys, too, about what it was like to play back in the day as opposed to now. Mm -hmm. And I also reach out to Amy Schumer and Lena Dunham, and I reach out to the people that are out there doing it now. I mean, I love getting help and advice, and I love swapping stories, talking shop with the whole gang. Wow. All right. Very nice little story about uh, you having dinner with Don and his wife. You know, uh, she was talking about doing a walkout. We tried to organize a walkout when I was in the joint. Oh, yeah? Mm-hmm. Yeah, we got all the prisoners together. We said, you know what? Unless conditions change, we're going to walk out. Isn't that a little dangerous with all the armed guards around and stuff? Well, they were scared. They, the, the armed guards were saying, well, what if the prisoners walk out? Then what are we going to do? Who are we going to aim the guns at? Who are we going to look at from up in the tower? They had a, they got in a meeting and they said, what are we going to do? And so it was more about job security than the safety of the community? That's exactly what it was. It was all about job security. Interesting. Yeah. You know, it never worked, though. Yeah, we, we, we couldn't walk out. Well, I don't think anybody will ever walk out on our program because we'd have to have some listeners. So. Oh, yeah. yeah, I know. The, the, well, they both might be listening now, so we, we got to give credit. Mm-hmm. credit but it's going to be hard to offend them because that's like so specific. Yeah, you know, I, we might not be trying hard enough. I know. Do you guys think really it would work if I try? If I threaten to walk out, do you think Lori would? You know what? You should just do it right it. now, go, Derek. Go, Derek. Go. Walk out. Go, Derek. Go. I don't know. You guys, you guys have still got a couple highlights go, to do. So, Derek. Like, 
Why, oh. why don't I wait until after my other highlight? Let's, it won't be as effective, play, but yeah, all right. All right, well, let's go in, into some more music here. We're going to lead off with a band. You know, kind of a little-known band from Liverpool. They kind of mentioned a couple of the band members' names, the band here. Uh, they, they, you, know, you know who they are. It's the Beatles with the song, The Hippie Hippie Shakes. we got to check this out. This was recorded live at the BBC. And then following that, we have Cheap Trick with their version of Magical Mystery Tour. But first up is some band that you mentioned from Liverpool, England. I'm Ringo, and I play the drums. Uh, well, I'm Paul, and I play the uh, uh, bass. I'm George, and I play a guitar. I'm John, and I too play a guitar. Sometimes I play the fool. For goodness sake, I got the hippie, hippie shame. Hear me, hear me, 
Stay tuned for more of the Spud Goodman Post Show Report. Welcome back to the Spud Goodman Post Show Report. You know, guys, ever since uh, Donald Trump announced his run for presidency here, there's been, I guess you could say, an abundance of comedic gold material. And uh, this week's uh, clip of the week is actually called The Great Wall of Trump, and it's basically a compilation of all the greatest, worst things he said. Ladies and gentlemen, I am officially running, officially, officially, officially running for president, president, president of the United States. No, I do not believe in evolution. I do not think it should be taught in schools. I, I, I will be... The greatest, the greatest, the greatest jobs president that God ever created. I tell you that. I will be the greatest that God ever created. Hey, I will be God. Hey, I have lobbyists. I have to tell you, I have lobbyists that can produce anything for me. They're great. You know, that's actually one thing that I'm not very educated on. So I need to look up on, on exactly what that means. Well, you, you, but I do know it's a, it's a vaccine, correct? No, euthanasia is assisted suicide. When Mexico sends its people, they're not sending their best. They're not sending you. They're not sending you. They're sending people that have lots of problems. Lots of problems. Lots of problems. And they're bringing those problems with us. They're bringing drugs. They're bringing crime. They're rapists, and some, and some, some, I assume are good people. I would build a great wall, a great wall, and nobody builds, nobody builds, nobody builds walls better than me, believe me. And I'll build them very inexpensively, very inexpensively. I will build a great, great wall. I will build a great, 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 great wall on our southern border, and I will have Mexico pay for that wall. Mark my words. Mark my words. Mark my words. I believe that our ed- education, like such as in South Africa and uh, the Iraq, everywhere like such as, and... Hey, I'm not saying they're stupid. I like China. I sell apartment for 10... I just sold an apartment for $15 million to somebody from China. Somebody from China. Somebody from China. 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 Am I supposed to dislike them? I don't need anybody's money. It's nice. I don't need anybody's money. I'm using my own money. I'm not using the lobbyists. I'm not using donors. I don't care. I'm really rich. I'm really rich. I'm really rich. I'll show you that in a second. Wow. Mm. Wow. Yep. But he's running. Uh, uh, where does one start? It's kind. Of, it's kind of like 
in high school when you nominate your your friend for prom king because you think it'll be funny and then people start voting for him because they think it'll be funny and before you know it your friend's prom king and it's not funny anymore yeah all i know is now that i'm moving to sweden i'll be able to hear more trees and timber so that'll be awesome (laughs) unless donald trump if he gets elected yeah i'm gonna move to sweden oh you don't worry about that you know i think stephen king is gonna write a scary Scary book based on this this candidacy, this him running here. It's really scary and funny. It's funny. I think scary. that's super. I I would find it funny if I didn't find so many people taking it seriously and being like, yeah, what? Oh, he's a businessman. He sounds like good real time things to do. But yeah, he's not super. You're, you're taking the people who take him seriously. You're taking them seriously. Well, they're allowed to have an opinion and they yep. get to vote. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I think it's kind of funny. I don't know why. I thought he was running for the laughs. I thought he was trying to beat out, you know, uh, uh, two broke girls from the time slot. But that's what I thought it was. <laughs> anyway, let's do some more music here. Uh, we're going to start off with something from a band from Sydney, Australia called Bloods. And their song is Into My Arms. And then after that, we have Zoe Deschanel with Sugartown. So, TJ, go for it.
can laugh at the sun Cause I'm a shoo 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 Sugar town The Spud Goodman post-show report. Yeah, we need to get the taste out of our mouth from that last, last one. Yeah. So, um, so we got something a little better this time. Uh, we got Jay Moore talking about the art of manliness. That was a good tour. Yeah, I do, do remember that. All right. Well, uh, let's let's begin with your stint on uh, Saturday Night Live. We, we've had many SNL cast members on our show over the last few years. but So you came in with Sarah Silverman and Norm MacDonald as featured players and writers. Yeah. Norm McDonald, uh, you know, I got hired on Saturday Night Live with uh, this uh, this guy, Jay Moore. You know, and here he is uh, playing Tacoma. That's <laughs> crazy. Uh, Norm was amazing. He became the update anchor my second year there, and he stuck around. I only lasted two years and flamed out. I was terrible at Saturday Night Live, and it's all my fault. I had panic disorder really bad. I talk about it a lot on my podcast, and... I'm really open about it because, I don't know, if somebody has panic disorder, there's nothing more manly than going and asking for help because we always want to fix it ourselves, but, right. you know, and that goes for depression or anxiety or, or, you know, social anxiety or alcoholism or drug addiction. You go, I'll fix it, I'll fix it. There's nothing more manly, I'm telling your listeners, I'm, you know this, than a grown-up man saying to another grown-up man, I need help, help me. That's the manliest thing you could do. So when I was on Saturday Night Live, I had really bad, bad panic disorder and panic attacks, crippling. And I'd be in sketches on live TV, dying. You're dying. And um, Sarah Silverman said to me, hey, you're having a panic attack. you got to go see my doctor. She'll save your life. I called her doctor on a Saturday night. The lady called me back within the hour. I saw her on a Sunday. I got medicated. Uh, nothing loopy, nothing, it's a drug called Klonopin. I take one in the morning, one at night, and that's the same dosage since 1993. And, uh, it saved my life. And, but I, I didn't really do many sketches. I did, I did like Christopher Walken. I was like the first guy to crack the code on the Christopher Walken impression. And I remember I wrote, um, 
a sketch, Christopher Walken just selling Skittles. It was just the weirdest thing I could think of. And it was just literally me alone going, I'd like to talk to you for a moment. Yeah. If I may, about Skittles, they're good for you. And they come in an array of fruit flavors like lemon lime. Oh! And uh, that sketch got on the air. And the rest is- so where does that leave you for depression and loneliness and stuff for it to be manly? Does- I, I am so amazed. What a what a guy. I mean, and, and just so you know, you can also be manly by asking uh, another person that's not a man but a lady for help. But I, I, it, I thought it was bra- breathtaking how honest and straightforward he was w- about it and mm-hmm. and opening it up for any sort of issue or affliction people might be suffering from. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I say just come right out and own it. You know, if you own it, that's what makes you, that's what makes you big as far as I'm concerned. You guys, I guess now would be a good time then. Uh, I'm having some trouble. I need help getting onto my own radio show. Super. That's not manly. No, Eric, no, it's. I've never been more disgusted and reviled that, in my life. That's grab, you're using this is, you guys, I'm not feeling safe right now. Entirely. You can go feel safe outside, you guys are to help mister. Me. No, you took advantage of an important Super. moment. Yeah, I know. Withdraw I, 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 my statement. With Derek, Lori, Lori here at all Derek, too, kind of play. We up. will talk before the next staff meeting. I think that's super. I don't think that sounds good for you at all. For shame. Yeah. You guys you yep. guys are mishearing the tone. Yep. No, I just shame. Yeah. All right, you know what? Let's get a lead off our next block of music here. We're gonna do song from the killer, the legendary Jerry Lee Lewis. Drinking wine spodioti. And then we'll have a band from the state of Oklahoma, Bronco, and their song Class Historian.
red cat for a dollar and a dime. Drinking wine, smoothie, hooly, drinking wine. Drinking wine, smoothie, hooly, drinking wine. Wine, smoothie, hooly, pass that bottle to me.
This is the Spud Goodman Post Show Report. Hey, hey, Lawrence. Yeah, I, yeah. I think we have a call holding, and uh, I think it's Spud's cousin Samuel. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. Well, we haven't heard from him in a while, you know. So let's go ahead and put him on. Hey, hey, Samuel. Why, hello, Lawrence. Yes, it has been a while. Hello, Ivy. Good to hear you are back, at least for tonight. So, Samuel, what have you been up to? I've kind of been out of the loop with the show. Well, the truth is, the reason I haven't called in for a while was I found myself a little behind on the payments for my Doppler radar system. Oh, no. It got a little ugly, and they temporarily repossessed it. It was very upsetting, and I was at my wit's end, but happily, we did come to an agreement on a new payment plan, and it was returned to me this week. Good. Super. That's good news. That's good to hear. You know, we missed your weather reports here on the show. Well, okay, maybe not missed. Uh, Samuel, this is Lori Madsen, executive producer. I believe you're familiar with me. Yes. Yes, I am. Listen, I know you do not feel a weather report is beneficial to the show, but I am asking you to reconsider your position. And I know... Some of my previous forecasts have been a bit in error. But when the Doppler system was repossessed, they recalibrated some of the settings, and it is much more accurate now. It has nothing to do with the accuracy of your forecast. You and the Weather Service serve no purpose on the show. This is an entertainment-based program. When people want to hear the weather, they just go to the local weather forecast or the news. I've always appreciated your forecast, Samuel. I'm kind of unplugged from the TV thing. Yeah, me Super. too. I, I dig them. Yeah, I'm just saying. How know? about I do a really quick one? Yeah. You know, we are aired in markets all over the country, Samuel. You don't have time to do just an individual forecast unless we turn the show into the weather channel or something. It's not super. Uh, is that something on the table at this time? It is a wonderful idea. No, it's not under consideration. Hey, hey, yep. Hey. Samuel, Samuel, just just let us know if it's going to rain here in Seattle-Tacoma area tomorrow because, you know, I was going to play some Frisbee golf with this uh, couple of college kids that I met at Subway the other day. Okay, all right, super. Well, I am able to say that around here tomorrow will be partly cloudy but only a 10% chance of precipitation. What about this weekend? I'm, I'm going to the dog park. Well, thank you for asking, Ivy. This weekend is looking super fabulous. Eyes in the mid-60s with not a cloud in the sky. (sighs) This is so boring. For once we agree on something, Derek, whoever is at the soundboard, please terminate this call. Well, uh, thanks for the heads up, Samuel. We appreciate you. Yeah, thanks a lot, Samuel. Well, it it was nice to hear from him. It was. God, what a waste of air time. Yeah, I I don't know about that. I don't know about that. But you know what? Let's, let's, let's try to see if we can squeeze in one more song, all right? This is a ma- musician here that performed on Spud's show a couple of times, Kai Alfred Hillig. And this song was recorded actually live here on the show, and it's titled Berlin Ain't What It Used To Be. Claudius from Linda, who recently died, worked with us too back when she was alive, and I threatened to take her out when I got paid. She'd laugh and say, go find someone your own age But if you saw these two old Germans, you would know two things That friendship can be hard and that Berlin ain't what it used to be Claudia and I, we work side by side Scraping ceilings after some violent crime And she'd think she'd saw a ghost and asked if I had seen Stepping out for a smoke, saying Berlin ain't what it used to be. 
But here you are A million miles from home And the wall is falling And you've changed yourself, you know So they built some condos So they hung up some new lights I bet you after the sun goes down That the fucker really sparkles at night I watch these two old Germans down scrubbing the floors Picking up human teeth from beneath the chest of drawers And now they'd stay out all night long back when they were teens Different guy each night but now Berlin ain't what he used to be But here you are A million miles from home And the wall is falling and you've changed yourself, you know So they built some condos So they hung up some new lights I bet you after the sun goes down That the fucker really sparkles at night Linda quit a job and moved to L.A. To live with the sun, sit by the pool all day And when she walked away her stride was light and free And Claudia cried, Berlin ain't what it used to be This is the Spud Goodman Post Show Report Spud Goodman all right, you know, uh, I think, uh, you know, if I get a good performance review, I'll, if you know, I'm still going to say it's been a lot of fun working with you, Ivy. Thank you. Me too. Um, I also enjoyed myself, and <laughs> thank God I'm not getting graded tonight. I never enjoyed that part of the job. You know, oh, I think yeah. I'd like to officially request to have a performance review. You, you guys know I've never had one done since I started this job. Hmm. I mean, I heard even the interns get a final evaluation when they're done with their internship. Okay. Uh, Super. Derek, why would a manager take the time to file a formal evaluation for someone who introduces a couple of highlights in the post-show well, report? Sorry, but I'm just being honest here. Oh, All right, listen, Super. bro, you better count your blessings on that. Just leave it alone. Oh. Hey, hey, Ivy, you know, I hope uh, maybe that you, you come back and hang out with us again. I'm kind of busy these days, but sure, if I'm available, I'll fill in if you need me. Yeah. Uh, I think need is kind of a stretch. I'm willing and able to step up and handle whatever is needed on this show. I mean, maybe then I'd get a flipping evaluation. Derek, tonight's not the night. Just kind of pipe down now. <sighs> whatever. What I miss most is being here in the studio with the amazing musicians that perform on this show. And once again, I really love Trees and Timber. And I don't know if you guys realize that or appreciate it until you're away from it. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know, the musicians love them on this show. I could listen to them all night long. My buddies in, in, in Pelican Bay, they're jealous. And they try to ask me for free CDs from the bands and stuff like that. You know... Oh, looks like we're going to have to wrap this up here. So I want to thank the panel. We got TJ on the soundboard sitting in for Dave. Well done. Good job. Thank you very much. Good job, Mike, our engineer. Always, always. Thanks, man. All right. We got Anna and Trent. You want to give us a couple words there? Say good night to everybody. I would have complained more about Lori said she'd fire me. Oh, my. Good night. Oh good night. All right. So we're going to, uh, we're going to, you know, sign off for tonight, but thank you, uh, Ivy. No, oh, I'm. I was happy to do it. And Derek, I'd be happy to review you on my Facebook page tonight. Go ahead and take a look there. Okay. All right. We're saying good night, everybody. Thanks. We'll see you next good week. Good night, everybody. Derek out.
The Spud Goodman Post Show Report is written and directed by Spud Goodman, produced by David Brenneman of Rosedale Audio Productions. Executive producer, Lori Madsen. Associate producer, David Deere. Live music production and broadcast engineering by Mike Renville at the facilities of NWCZ Radio. Audio highlights, Derek Schneider. Our interns are Anna Howell and Trent Botello. Theme music composed and performed by Brian J. Martin. Promotional services and support provided by Big Freak Media, Seattle's only rock and roll publicist. Copyright 2015 Spud Goodman Productions. David Brenneman speaking. Keeper. Keeper. Yeah, Dave's not here. Dave's not here. Oh, I remember uh, that. Nicely uh, played. Nicely played. Well done. Yeah. This is so boring. Shh. For once, we agree on something, Derek. Keeper. Keeper. Keeper.